got to get over it, man. Just get over it. Why don't you just, this was so long ago, why can't you get over it? Uh, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Before You Kill Yourself. Today we're going to talk about, I know it's been a while since I've uploaded, uh, I think Friday. To me, that's a, that's a long time considering I was uploading every day for the month of September. And then I missed the 30th. Of course I did. Of course I did. Uh, and I apologize to all of you for that. The uh, But we're back on track. I'm in Vegas now. Uh, just a lot of transitional stuff happening. Kind of threw me off course. And uh, so today we're going to talk about uh, the difference between... Uh, I don't know what the heck is going on next door. I'm in, I'm in Vegas at the Rio Hotel. And so there's a pool party. <laughs> and there's a pool party uh, outside the hotel, or uh, as part of the hotel, playing music. And then there is, uh, I don't know what's going on next door. So there may be some strange noises that we hear. But... Um, but I, I'm bringing, you know, and I've had episodes where I've talked about letting go uh, and, and how to do that a couple episodes ago, so you can go back and check that out. But uh, I also realized that I didn't grow up with letting go. And, and here, because here's something I didn't mention. I grew up with, uh, like, just get over it. Just get over it. And, and I think a lot of people were raised like that. And uh, I want to talk to you about the difference between those two. And then talk specifically about um, how to let things go. But first, I want to check in on you. How are you? Did you did you journal today? Did you did you did you dream last night? I had a, I had a dream last night, and I have no idea what it means. It it was uh, uh, I was uh, first I thought it was I was in a it was in I was in a jungle, but I was it was a gorilla. Uh, but I was watching a gorilla, and it, even though it was coming towards me, it didn't feel like it was coming towards me. If that makes sense, it's just my my perspective was that the, the gorilla was coming in my direction, but it's not like I was there and it was about to attack me. And then all of a sudden, it turned into like a gorilla slash octopus, like it had these tentacle uh, like limbs, and and then it climbed onto a rock, like this huge rock, and it, it camouflaged into the rock. And then like three other gorilla slash octopus-like uh, creatures uh, were on a rock also, joined them on a rock, and they all camouflaged in. And my idea was that they were waiting for their prey. Like it was their way of hunting. And uh, I have <laughs> no idea but I haven't taken the time to process what that means. Um, but I do remember yesterday also talking extensively about how I hate to wait uh, for things. But maybe the dream is saying that's exactly what I need to do if I want to. If I want to. If I want to get or achieve the things that I want to achieve, it requires patience. It requires. Uh, blending in or camouflaging uh, and it requires time it's not always about um, attack 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 sometimes it's about 
uh, lying or laying and waiting. I can never remember the difference between lie and lay. I know a a lie is a is a is a false truth, but um. But I know that there are times where you would use lying uh, to reference lying. Um, anyway, so yeah, so that's why you know that's why it's good to journal to kind of write down the dreams that you've had from the night before because sometimes what you'll find is as you start to write that out you'll be like oh my god I had actually had two or three dreams last night and then um and then that stuff comes up um also journal journaling what you what you're eating um I find that when you write down and and this is not something that you have to do every day but I do recommend journaling this, uh, you know, every other day, not, you know, not never going two days in a row without journaling uh, what you're eating, if you're struggling with eating or if it's drinking or uh, television watching, whatever it is you're trying to manage, whether it's your spending, whatever it is, but to have a, a journal, just something to keep. And you're not judging it. You're just, you know, I had yesterday, I think I had two bags of Siete chips, which is Spanish for seven. And I know that because now I'm uh, studying Spanish. And um, uh, I had a, a bunch of fruit, a, a, like a pound of grapes, and then some trout. I was I was surprised to see that they had trout down there in the... Uh, um, in the buffet, but, um, but yeah, journal, write, write your ideas, write your emotions, write your thoughts, write the events of the day, your feelings about those events, just to kind of clear out your mind so that when you go to bed at night, there's, there's nothing, um, keeping you up. There's, there's 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 nothing that you're trying to solve or figure out because you've already written it down. And if writing is too much for you, you can keep a verbal. You know, I'm, I'm a huge proponent of um, uh, recording it. You know, your cell phone. You have uh, those voice recorders in there, and you can record into there and never have to play it back. It's just like I said, it's about you getting the stuff out of your head so that you don't have to uh to to think about it um and the other one is you can uh video vlog i just watched that movie ad astra with brad pitt no spoilers but the thing that astronauts do a lot is that they they on it they have to every day uh do a keep a video journal just as a way of keeping them sane and um uh accountable and keeping them aware. Excuse me. I swear to you, the only time I yawn is when I podcast. I don't know what that is, but uh, it's it's terrible. I haven't yawned at all all day. But maybe it's the time of day I haven't figured out. I haven't hacked this yet. But um, uh, what was I saying? Oh, so yeah, they keep a video journal. So, and it's not something necessarily that they watch. It's not that you have to watch it. You can you can do the video journal and then delete it or just save it. And then that's something like that'd be something cool for like 
your kids to watch and view or maybe you know when you're old and in a nursing home be uh, you know to me that it might be a bit narcissistic but to watch yourself and see what your ideas were um and what you were thinking about and and what you're excited by and what scared you and all those things uh when you're a kid um all right so if you're driving because i know a lot of you listen to this podcast while you're driving and one of my favorite songs is uh, called Everybody, Everybody's Free to Wear Sunscreen. And it's not really a song. It's just more, and I think I mentioned this in uh, uh, previous uh, uh, episodes, but I, it's just such a great, if you need something that will... I don't know if motivation is the word, but add some levity to your drive. It, it's just this guy talking, to, giving life lessons over a really cool beat, and it's just it's just fun and lighthearted. And you know the 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 base of it is is that you should definitely. He goes, I don't know if you should, if my advice is true or not, or if it's something that you should adhere to, but definitely wear sunscreen. That like if. He lists like all these things you should do with your life, and then at the end he's like, I, I don't know if any of that is even worth noting, but definitely wear sunscreen. And it's just a, a funny uh, thing to listen to. So if you need something to listen to in your car, "Everybody's Free" by Boz. Oh, ooh, that's not it. By Quindon Tarver and Josh Abrahams. Quindon Q U I N D O N. And I'll put this in the show notes. Uh, check that out. Also, if you're looking for a book to read, I so I was just in San Diego, and uh, I was my my room was poolside, and I heard this uh, this woman say, "Oh, what book are you reading?" And the guy was like, "It's called The Rosie Project." And then the guy's wife was like, "It's really a book for women." But men read it because it's funny. And and then the guy said it's part of his men's book club. So I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What is this book that made a, a, a random woman um, ask this guy about it? And then for this guy to be reading it as part of his men's book club, it's called The Rosie Project. It's a novel. And it's just this lighthearted novel. Um, Basically, Don Tillman, a genetics professor, is getting married. Or he will be when his 16-page scientifically valid survey yields a candidate uh, called the Wife Project, which is designed to filter out the drinkers, the smokers, the vegans, the late arrivers. Don's questionnaire is, for this socially challenged academic, the most logical method to find the perfect partner. Uh... So basically, this guy puts together this questionnaire to to find a date, and uh, and he's looking for the perfect partner. But then he meets this woman named Rosie, and immediately disqualifies her. And then I haven't finished the book, so I don't. I'm on page twenty one, but I can't put it down. And my friends who have had read it, they they finished it in like two days. Um, but I'm always reading like a million 
different books. So, uh, but as soon as I started, I was like, oh, I'm in. This is a great book. So once again, it's called The Rosie Project, and I will put that uh, in the show notes also. Uh, check that out. Now, so let's get to, um, you guys are like, man, I thought we were going to talk about getting over it and blah, blah, blah. All right, so I grew up with just getting over it. And, my, and the problem with telling someone to just get over something is that it dismisses their feelings. It actually dismisses everyone's feelings. It dismisses how you feel about what's happened. It dismisses how the other person feels. And there's just no empathy involved. Where when you when you let go of something, you are accepting of everyone's feelings. So, to repeat that, when to when people say just get over it, you're dismissing everyone's feelings. You're dismissing the event. You're dismissing everything and everyone. And when you are letting go of something, you're accepting of everything and everyone. But you you've made the decision to 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 then also move on and not let it hold you back. And it's an important distinction, right? Because like I said, I'm here in Vegas and they are and uh, this is a, a strange way to put it, but uh celebrating or acknowledging the shooting that took place here two years ago with the uh and I can't believe it's been two years already. I'm like, wow, time is really flying by. Uh where that the shooter uh, shot a bunch of people uh, and killed a bunch of people at the uh, at that concert when he was shooting people from the uh, like fiftieth story of some uh, from a hotel room, and so yesterday was the day to mark that anniversary and there the flags and signs and people saying Vegas strong, uh, synonymous with uh, El Paso uh, and their shooting and El Paso strong. Um, and and so they, you know, that shooting happened, and it was a horrific uh, incident and 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 uh, extreme tragedy. However, at no point was somebody like, "We'll just get over it." It was two years ago. No, they they've acknowledged it. There is a memorial. There are services. Uh, um, you know, they they turned it into something that um, empowers the people. And and have a slogan, you know, attached to it, and we've we've all been through tragedies and traumas and 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 and, and things that um, we are, have just dismissed and shoved under, and have never talking about. But that's not the way. That's not the the path to healing. The path to healing is to acknowledge what's happened, to accept it. To 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 get an understanding of the events, and and then still saying, uh, all right, I'm I'm not going to let that uh, stop me from growing, expanding, loving, caring, sharing. Right? I'm gonna I'm gonna use that as a springboard for those things, for those emotions, and that's what what letting go means, right? So, because I know a lot of us have, have grown up with that, uh, and now there's a plane, train, automobile uh, going by. 
So in this article uh, from Medium by Eric Turner, uh, he talks about how to just get over it, but you know, really it's about letting go. And, and there's three steps to this, three steps to letting go so that you can move forward and, and, and empower yourself. Um, but before I get into those three steps, I also want to say that uh, as part of, when you look at you know, the shooting here in Vegas and you look at 9-11, what we did is, what we do is, we, we, the first thing we say is never forget. And then we also build some type of memorial on top of it. We build something stronger on top of that, right? And, and I think there are ways in your life for the things that uh, you've experienced and been through that you have to uh, sit down and ask yourself, how do I build something stronger on top of this, right? What's, what's going to be my, uh, freedom, what, what are going to be my freedom towers uh, that I'll build on top of this pain and trauma so that um, I am then creating another story around it versus uh, avoiding it and never speaking about it again. Excuse me. Why does that happen? Okay. Um, so the three things uh, that Eric Turner talks about in this article on uh, letting go, even though he calls it uh, how to just get over it, um, one is forgiveness. You have to genuinely and willingly forgive if you want a chance at getting out of this death hole. Look, I quit a job once for what I thought was a better opportunity, but it wasn't. It was terrible. I didn't feel I was treated right, and I didn't feel that I had proper training. I lasted about a month. If you were to ask me about that experience now, I'd obviously still be honest about the situation. I felt unequipped for the job, and I felt that I lacked the administrative supports I needed. That doesn't mean that I hang on to that bitterness that I used to feel, though. A huge part of me being able to move on was my ability to humble myself and learn from the situation. For a while, I was frustrated, confused, and even questioned the field I entered into. It wasn't until I got another job that I was able to recognize what I'd learned from that experience. I was able to adapt to the new job more quickly as well as apply the lessons I'd gained to prepare my mind for the learning curve. Forgiveness played a big part of that. Instead of viewing that employment opportunity as a waste of time that was detrimental to my career, I began to become thankful for the opportunity of growth that it presented. I realized that life isn't always fun and not everyone is going to think I'm amazing and really that's okay. I forgave the situation in my heart and now I look at the time in that position as a turning point, one that was actually instrumental to my career growth, not detriment. When you allow yourself the room to forgive that person, situation, or circumstance, you'll begin to see some of the positive outcomes that it has provided. And that's a hard thing to say um, and feel when you're in it. It's like, really, am I going to be able to forgive this person for what's happened or the situation? Am I really going to be able to move on? Um, yes, you will. And will it be easy? Will it be overnight? No, it won't be. But just know that with time, just like in my dream, right, with time and patience, 
there will be an opportunity for you to um, uh, uh, oh not, not opportunity, but with time and patience, it will slowly dissipate. And and yes, there will be flare ups like there are sandstorms, like we talked about in previous uh, episodes and things like that. But what we're hoping is that those flare ups become uh, far and fewer in between, right? The space between those, um, instead of it keeping you up every night, maybe it keeps you up every other night or, and then every other week and then every other month, et cetera, et cetera, right? Uh, So forgiveness. And that doesn't mean that you you forgive and you're like, all right, that's okay, and you let it happen again. You know, you can forgive so that you can let go uh, and then learn from that. That was the most important part is uh, I have a friend who my, my friend, she was almost carjacked the other day. And I was like, and she realized, like, she had no defensive tools. She didn't know how to how to fight, how to attack, how to yell for help. She, she, there was, she froze. You know, people talk about fight or flight. She didn't either. She froze. Um, and, but then she actually uh, was able to get in the car and, 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 and peel off. But was, what was interesting is that um, she was trying to unlock her car door to get away and not realizing that her car door automatically unlocks when she's uh, near it. And so, you know, these, you know, a lot of times when we are stressed or panicked, we forget the tools that we have. We, we, we stop thinking. And so that's why it's so important that you take time to decompress and relax uh, or, and or meditate, right? So that you can allow freedom of thought and really get a clear sense of the situation you're in because uh, it sometimes, because most of the times it's not as bad as we think it is and it's not as unmanageable as we think it is. We, um, there, there's always some type of resource available to us for the most part. Um, and so, but we have to be calm enough and clear enough to see those. The second way that we can let go and uh, get over it is uh, to remain curious. So the first one is forgiveness. Second one is remain curious. Have you ever been catching up with a friend and they just dropped this crazy situation that happened to them like a month ago that you now need to know more about? Maybe you haven't chatted with your friend in a while and you're just so interested now that you need to hear the rest of the story. You're curious. Apply that feeling to whatever situation you're trying to get over. Maybe somebody ended a relationship with you and you're trying to pick up the pieces. You go through the cycle of doubt, confusion, anger, and probably some hatred. Something that can help you push aside the cycle of negativity is remaining curious about why the other person ended it. No, this isn't the curious obsession where you speculate about all the things that could be going on. I'm referring to remaining curious about the other person's needs. Simply ask yourself honestly, I wonder why they did that. What could be going on in their life that they needed this separation? This keeps you curious about their situation and what their needs might be. It takes the focus off of yourself, 
which is an important part in the getting over process as it allows you to forgive more easily. You know, uh, the movie Ad Astra, and like I said, no spoilers, it was basically a father-son story, and Brad Pitt had a, a hard time letting go of his father. And I, I've struggled with the same things in terms of um, my father wasn't around much growing up. And I constantly have to remind myself of or put myself in his shoes and, and try and understanding why he did some of the things that he did and said some of the things that he said. And, and when you do that, and it's not about justifying the behavior. We don't want to justify it. We, it's about, like you said, being curious about being open, about realizing that I don't, I don't have all the information. I don't know everything. And and if I sat down and talked to him, uh, he he passed away seven eight years ago. Uh, I can guarantee he probably uh, wouldn't have all the insights either. He would be able to shed more light on some things, but there, there still wouldn't be that full closure. And so that's something that I would have to figure out myself. And that's an important thing to remember: is that. A lot of times we want closure from people who can't give us closure because they don't have closure themselves and they haven't taken the time to reflect on what's happened or, or why it's happened. And so you just have to remain open and realize that every book um, isn't finished, right? It's like no matter what book you read, even though there's an ending, it could the story still goes on. Right, the, unless all the characters die and the world ends and all that stuff, but uh, you know, if it, the book ends with people getting married, oh, that's a great ending. But all right, but then there's more story. What's their marriage like? What are the kids like? What are the grandkids like? Like the stories go on and on and on. So remain curious and, and recognize that you're never the whole idea of getting the full story. You'll never get the full story. That's why conspiracy theories are horrible. Like, you can go down that conspiracy theory rabbit hole forever, and you will go nuts. You will go insane. So do not go down that conspiracy theory. And by the way, I, I'm not going to share it in this episode. In the next episode, I had a funny discussion with my Uber driver about immigration. And um, it's a little off topic, but of course I'll find a way to bring it back to mental health. Um, the but it, it was just such a great, such a great exchange. Anyway, uh, all right. So third and last one is for getting over it or letting go, as they say in the. Uh, uh, as as the new um, mantra of the millennials. Uh, spend time with your friends and family. I'm going to say that again. So first one is forgiveness. Second one is remain curious. And third and last one, spend time with your friends and family. Now, before I go into what my boy Eric Turner wrote, is it Eric Turner? Yeah, Eric Turner. One of the reasons why spending time with friends and family is so crucial 
is um, if you're a person who is trying to achieve something, whether it's weight loss or whatever it is, and when you're uh, pursuing something, it's so important that um, you have a way of rewarding yourself. And we've talked about this before. One of the best rewards is spending time with friends and family. It's not buying a car. It's not uh, a vacation somewhere unless... Oh, I don't... What is that? That doesn't make sense. I swear, it, I don't yawn on stage. I only yawn on a podcast. Anyway, um, spending times... Spending times. Spending time with friends and family is such a huge reward. And I think part of that is a lot of things that we pursue, we pursue in isolation. Um, unless like you, you know, you have a nine to five, or, but like if you're trying to start a business that requires a lot of hours with yourself or maybe your business partner. If you're creative, that requires a lot of time, you know, as, as a comedian, a lot of time in the hotels, uh, and even if I'm walking about the streets, um, I'm in cities where um, I don't know a lot of people. So you, you're even spending that time alone. So it, you're in the when if you're a hunter and um, you know or, or fisherman, you're out at sea for for days, weeks, months, years on end. So. A lot of the things that we are pursuing, we are pursuing alone in isolation. Even if you work in an office, you probably, um, you know, you you probably have your own office or your own little cubicle, and, and even then you're kind of doing the work by yourself. And and then maybe during breaks or lunch, do you get to um, uh, talk with other people? But spending time with friends and family. It's a great way to help you to share what you, you've been going through uh, with them, even if they don't give you the best advice. Even if they, they, they gaslight it and, and say things to, to make it <laughs> that, that infuriate you even more. There's still something cathartic in some strange way of just sharing it with someone and not um, having it all in your head and uh, and checking them out. So let's hear what Eric Turner said. He said, our support systems play an integral role in helping us grow and handle the difficulties that life throws our way. When you're hurting, it is so important not to withdraw. Don't go home by yourself. Sit on your bed and watch Netflix for eight hours. You need other people during this process. I'm going to repeat that part again. When you're hurting, right, um, it's so important not to withdraw. Don't go home by yourself, sit on your bed, and watch Netflix for eight hours. You need other people during this process. Invite someone over, meet a friend for coffee, or make a phone call. Do something to break up the routine so that you can stop thinking about the situation. Dwelling on something never makes the situation better. Dwelling causes an internal anxiety that is not easily broken. Sitting at home alone when you need someone to just distract your attention is a great way to waste away a night with worry. 
my personal recommendation would be to play a board game with a few people. It might sound funny, but when your brain has to focus on some strategy to win a competition, it really forces out anxiety that has built up over time. Uh, let me put a pin in that. And uh, it's one of the reasons why I bring my Spanish workbook with me because it has three, excuse me, it has like four to six pages of exercises that take me it says 10 minutes a day, but it takes me way more than 10 minutes to complete these Spanish uh, exercises. And so I recommend if, if, there, if you don't have board games or puzzles, workbooks, whether it's a Spanish workbook or an anxiety workbook or a mental, they have depression workbooks. They have all these different types of workbooks for, for you to work on, um, or whether, you know, for languages or, or bring an instrument with you so you can practice your ukulele. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. Get that ukulele. Get that ukulele work in. Um, but let's go back to the article. There will be a time to be alone, and you will probably go through some resentment, anxiety, and anger. But it's not healthy to seek out that experience. You don't have to bury yourself in your circumstance and soldier through it. That's a really tough way to get over it. Honestly, if you can forgive people. Remain curious about their position in a situation and spend time with your friends and family. You will be well on your way to healing. You'll have, you'll have your lapses of strength, but vulnerability is where we were stretched beyond our means. Like a muscle, once we're stretched to that place, it becomes easier to live there. After a while, what was once uncomfortable becomes our new comfort zone. And then when the circumstance tells you to get over it again, you'll have what it takes to tackle it emotionally, physically, and mentally. And that's the end of the article. So, you know, stay curious. Be po not positive. <laughs> stay curious. Forgive. 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 And and stay connected to friends and family. Even stay connected, you know, and I repeat this over and over, to enemies. And, and with enemies, is not about that, you know, y'all have to talk every week or all the time. But every now and again, just reach out and plant some seeds. I've done that. Like, I, I have people that I bench for sure. But every now and again, I'll send out a feeler. Hey, how you doing? How's it going? And it's just that with time, you realize that the dynamic of your relationship changes and the mood and the vibe and the feelings change. And you can actually have some uh, uh, healthy conversations with people that you've had unhealthy conversations with, right? Um, and it's up to you to decide how often that uh, you want to have those uh, interactions with um, to, to see what's see what's there. So it's just like a neighborhood, you know, that's how I think about people. Like sometimes a uh, neighborhood is great and then it goes to trash. But then, you know, you come back 30, 40 years later and it's back to thriving in a beautiful neighborhood again. Um, or it's still trash, who knows? But, you know, I always check in, like I always check in on Detroit. I'm like... Because I keep rooting for Detroit. I'm, I'm, I want Detroit to be a thriving, bustling city again. And 
uh, it may it may never happen, <laughs> but I believe in it, and I know a lot of other people believe in it, and they're gonna do their best to uh, to 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 make that happen. And so, um, I want to let's hey let's get into a little meditation, guys. Let's uh, go ahead and get yourself comfortable. Turn your palms up towards the ceiling. Take a big inhale. If you're driving, you can still do this with your eyes open, right? And we're going to do a five-minute meditation. Me and you, silently. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to set the timer here. And... And... Five, four, uh, wait a minute, okay, and five, four, three, two, and
and slowly open your eyes. Wiggle your fingers and your toes. Take a big inhale. And, you know, if you weren't able to meditate now, it's it's so good to to meditate. There's there are like um, classes you can take on meditation. I actually had one of my clients take a class at a university um, on meditation, just so that he could get the nuts and bolts of it, and and that springboarded his meditation practice. So if you have to take a class, like I said, um, a lot of areas have uh, uh, local colleges, small colleges that offer these um, external courses, meaning that you don't have to be a student at the school. You can just sign up for, but you can sign up for courses at the, at the uh, I forget what they're calling, um, uh, extension courses, I believe they're called. And you can sign up for those, and whether it's at UCLA, they have extension courses at Harvard. So there are a lot of universities, schools, colleges, and and they are anywhere from twenty to thirty dollars a class to a couple hundred, just depending on what the class is. Uh, maybe even a few thousand. But for the most part, a lot of classes are, especially if you're talking about like a community college, they're just going to be like they're usually around. 20 to 50 dollars and so if meditation is something you want to get more involved in that's a way to do it a yoga class is another way um or even just a way for you to if there's a hobby something you're interested in you know libraries have a lot of resources for that so anyway i thank you for tuning in i hope you did your germs your journaling exercising your reading you're meditating, your your self-talk, right? You have your self-talk, you have your mantra that you repeat to yourself over and over again. Um, and once again, the book that I am reading now, I, I'm just finishing uh, a, world in a, uh, a World in a Grain. This is a book about sand. It's an audio book. That's what I'm listening to. Uh, the World in a Grain by Vince Beiser. I have, oh, I have 22 minutes left. <laughs> uh, so I'll be finishing that. I'll finish that tomorrow, though, actually. And uh, and so the one I'm, I'm physically reading is The Rosie Project by Graham Sim Simeon. Sim Simeon. Graham Sim Simeon. The Rosie Project. So thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, remember, this podcast is not a substitute for you going to get help. Uh, call the 1-800-SUICIDE number. Call that number. BetterHelp is a online uh, is an app that you can call to find a therapist online. And uh, drink some water. Take a nap. Remember, we got Bad Boys uh, 3 coming out with Will Smith pretty soon. 
and uh, uh, what am I looking forward to? You know, Ad Astra has me wanting to go to the moon now. All right, this is a long ending. Thank you, guys. I'll talk to you soon. Adios.